0: Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and as always, I'm overjoyed to be with you. I just want to make a quick invitation to you all if you'd like to join us on Sundays. We have Bible study at 9 o'clock in the morning in our community room at St. Paul's, and then we have a hybrid worship service that's just wonderful that starts at 10 in the church itself. So if you ever feel like joining us, we would Love to see you. Again, that's at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic. And I pray that one day we'll meet in person. So this morning, I just wanted to uh, remind you, and probably most you already know, that on Monday, we'll be celebrating June June Juneteenth. And Juneteenth is short for June 19th. And it marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people would be freed. The troops' arrival came two and a half full years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. Juneteenth honors the end to slavery in the United States and is considered the longest-running African American holiday. So this Monday, tomorrow, we will be celebrating this powerful movement of love and mercy, honor and dignity, and compassion that happened in our world, uh, our our world, all the way back in eighteen sixty five uh, to uh, lay to free slaves in the United States. And as we know, even though we have come a long way, we have a lot farther to go in the way that we think in this world and the way we see each other and the way we seek to care and love and honor one another. So we live in a pretty broken time even now, but thank God we've come at least this far. I'd like to share this prayer with you. It's called On This Day of Freedom, It's for Tomorrow. It comes from uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola University. God of all peoples, of all nations, on this day of freedom we celebrate triumphantly with all people of goodwill that we might walk arm in arm towards justice for all. Breathe into us your eternal breath that we may never tire of ensuring a flourishing life for all people, but most especially those brothers and sisters whose growth has been stifled by the trauma of being enslaved. Oh, God, we know and have seen your goodness, and because of it, we cling to the hope that unity and liberation for all are within our grasp. Continue to show us your goodness. We may have the strength to advance your kingdom with humility and grace. Amen. So our reading this morning is very much in tune with this idea of, of seeking to be the ones who bring healing and and nourishment in the name of God into the world and never giving up no matter how much we get to just be rejected and no matter how much fight there is and so much fear there is about uh, our our wall to love as God calls us to love that those of us who seek to follow Christ and bring that message into the world. To this very day, we have the strength of Christ's Spirit with us To keep us going in a very, very difficult and troublesome world So with that being said, I'd like to read you our gospel lesson today From Matthew's gospel, uh, it's from uh, the ninth chapter And I'm taking it from the translation of the message Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages He taught in their meeting places, reported kingdom news, and healed their diseased bodies, healed their bruises, and hurt lives. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were, like sheep with no shepherd. What a huge harvest, he said to his disciples. How few workers. Go to your knees and pray to the Lord of the harvest for harvest hands prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Jesus called the twelve of his followers and sent them into the ripe fields. He gave them power to kick out evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. This is the list of the twelve that he sent. Simon, they called him Peter or Rock. Andrew, his brother. James, Zebedee's son. John, his brother. Philip. Bartholomew. Thomas. Matthew the taxman, James son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who later turned on him. Jesus sent the twelve hands out with his charge. Don't begin to travel to some far-off place to convert unbelievers, and don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost. Confuse people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you get started. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment, and all you need to keep that going. Three meals a day. Travel light. When you enter a town or a village, don't insist on staying in the luxury inn. Let the modest place with modest people and be content to be there until you leave. When you knock on a door, be courteous in your greeting. If they welcome you, be gentle in your conversation. If they don't welcome you, quietly withdraw. Don't make a scene. Shrug your shoulders and be on your way. You can be sure that on Judgment Day, they'll be mighty sorry. It's no concern of yours now. Stay alert. This is hazardous work I'm assigning you. You're going to be like sheep running through a wolf pack, So don't call attention to yourselves. Be as shrewd as a snake and, inno- and as inoffensive as a dove. Don't be naive. Some people will question your motives. Others will smear your reputation just because you believe in me. Don't be upset when they follow you before the civil authorities. Without knowing it, they've done you and me a favor, given you a platform for preaching the kingdom news. And don't worry about what you'll say or how you'll say it. The right words will be there. The spirit of your father will supply the words. When people realize that it is the living God you are presenting and not some idol that makes them feel good, they're going to turn on you, even people in your own family. There is a great irony here, claiming so much love, experiencing so much hate. But don't quit. Don't cave in. It is all wealth worth it in the end. It is not success you are after in such times, but survival. Be survivors. Before you run out of options, the Son of Man will have arrived. Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. So if we try to take this story and draw it into um, our, our life, and especially in tomorrow's celebration of Juneteenth, if we think about how much it is against God's will that anyone would be used or abused or or manipulated in such a way that it would be to the advantage of another human being. If 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 we can feel that deep in our souls and we know that truth, we know that as we seek to know more about the love of God and we seek to stand in the place where we proclaim the kingdom news, we're proclaiming kingdom news that says love one another Love God, love the earth, be merciful and kind to each other. Carry on in a way that brings the most hope and life into the world. Don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. Trust with everything in the love of God. This is the message that we bring, and more. And the fact of the matter is, is that we live in a world that's no less afraid, no less greedy, no less selfish than it was even when Jesus was here in the first place. But notice how the harvest is also always here. The harvest of people who want to hear about love, want to hear about a better way to live that brings more joy and more freedom and peace into the world. We all really want that. So then what's the dilemma here? I think the dilemma is that we're all really afraid. And so we don't know how to say what Christ wants us to say, and we don't really know how to hear it. So what happens, I think, at least from what I can see from my perspective, is that we don't trust ourselves to really say the words and do the things that bring about the truth about the love of God into the world. We don't trust ourselves that we have an ability. And so we shy away. We shy away from moments when we could speak because we don't know what words to say anymore. As Jesus says, it's not about offending people and being in a fight with people. It's about shining out a love that's attractive and and draws people in. And that's really a challenge. So I think that more than anything, it comes to us trusting first in how much God loves us to give us that job and to see how much God loves wants to walk with us and teach us and help us to grow in our words. So that even when we see that little sentence in in that little line in the midst of this, where Jesus says, you're going to be called to account. It's not going to be comfortable, but don't be wor- worried about what words you'll say. Um, we'll, You'll be given the words. Well, the words don't just drop into our heads magically, but they, they come to us because we've been following Christ and we've been seeking to love as Christ called us. And we have more and more wisdom as we go along. It's just like the way he says, at first he didn't say, you know, go and change the world. He says, just go to your neighborhood. Just start small. Just start to talk about love. That's the whole idea is talk about love. Believe that you have everything you need to talk about love, that you're loved, that you're worthy of bringing that love in the world, and go and do that. Now imagine that that freedom as well in the midst of freedom from slavery and abuse of human beings. Imagine if we go into June 19th believing that we are loved and that love wants to grow through us and into the world to bring about the very best for every human being, as it was always intended by God. So this morning, I have a piece of music by Laura Daigle called You Say, and I want to play it because I think it's a really good encouragement to hear how God loves us and gives us the strength to speak about his love in the world, to be strong, to be bold. And so I want you to think about being strong and bold and speaking for love and being thankful that we've come this far in figuring out how to care for each other. And even when it seems frightening and it seems like like, like we may be going backwards, stay strong and keep your voice of love going That way, we will keep moving forward. Amen.
1: I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every Think of me In you I find my worth In you I find my identity And now I'm laying it at your feet You'll have every failure, God You'll have every victory